The following broadcast by the Kingdom Voice, Dr. Dana Carson, is made possible through DCKM Partners. Dr. Carson teaches the power of the kingdom in its original Jewish context that will revolutionize and transform your life through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Check out our website, drdanacarson.org, where you can hear much more from the Kingdom Voice. This gospel of the kingdom shall be spread across the world as a witness. I'm a witness. Would you go be a witness? In this gospel of the kingdom the good shall be spread across the world. Coming up today, Dr. Dana Carson teaches the tools of the enemy and how to get your breakthrough. And I just want to tell you this morning, I am delivered. Put it in your mouth. I am set free. I am healed. Y'all don't want to talk to me. I am financially secure. I will go over and not under. Put it in your Life can sometimes enrapture you with the promise of good things and then smother you due to the lack of manifestation of those things. But there is hope. Listen now as Dr. Dana Carson teaches hearing and believing, saying and standing, the genesis of a breakthrough. Coming from Romans chapter 10 verses 8 through 17. Thus, to get breakthrough with God, you must hear and believe, say, and stand. <clears throat> In order to get a breakthrough, you've got to hear and believe, and you've got to say and stand. Thus, our text in Romans is a very powerful chapter on trust. It begins in contrasting the, fut the futility of works and the significance of trusting Christ and his finished work on the cross as a total means of salvation. Thus Paul opens chapter 10 with, brethren, my heart desire and prayer is that Israel may be saved. For I bear them record, they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Them being ignorant to God's righteousness, they've gone about establishing their own righteousness, not submitting to the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> Thus Paul shows us that just because you are zealous and passionate about what you believe doesn't mean your belief works. You cannot create your own religious order of obedience to God. <clears throat> like you can't replace what the scripture says by what you do. Israel, Paul is saying, one, he says this, and this is a very powerful statement, that Israel might be saved. Israel? So he's saying Israel's not saved. 
God's new order of salvation is not predicated on the fulfillment of the law by individuals. It's predicated on the fulfilling of the law by Jesus Christ. And unless you can believe totally in his finished work, then you're not saved. So Paul said, Israel is not saved. There are a lot of people that said, I am not going to hell because I do good works. You couldn't beat Israel doing good works. They had high moral standards. I mean, you hadn't seen religiosity like theirs before. And some of us, when it comes to the little things that we think are moral, we look like witches and warlocks compared to Israel. <clears throat> so Paul said, they're zealous, zealous, the Greek word, hot. Passionate, burning. They're zealous, but not according to knowledge. He says their behaviors and their religious order is subjective. They are deciding within themselves what they believe is acceptable. Or unacceptable to God based on their analysis. Not based on what God said. So he says their zeal is not according to knowledge. And they are ignorant. Look to your neighbor and say ignorance is a bad thing. Bad thing. <clears throat> not to know is a bad thing. It's a bad thing. It's not, it's a, it, it's, it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing not to know if you will go over that fence as a pit bull. That's a bad thing. It's, it's a bad thing to touch that fence and it's got electric going. That's a bad thing. Listen, ignorance can hurt you and hurt you bad. Paul says, them being ignorant, agnoeo, without knowledge, them being ignorant of God's righteousness. They were, agnoeo, the Greek term, unaware. Without knowledge of God's dikaiousene, his righteousness, what it means to be in right standings with God. Wearing dresses a certain length, doing, wearing bonbons on your head or whatever it is, whatever religious orders you come up with. That is not how you please God. What pleases God is faith. You can not say an ugly word out of your mouth your entire life. You can die a virgin and go to hell. What a shame, but it can happen. So, your personal ethics and your subjective morals do not put you in a place of pleasing God. So this is where Paul is getting to. Them being ignorant of God's righteousness. They didn't submit to God's righteousness. Instead, they set up their own religious code. Some of you today, you go to church. Maybe frequently, maybe infrequently. But you feel like you're good with God. Now... 
And what makes you good with God in your mind is you set up in your mind your own list of what salvation is. And so as long as you feed the homeless, as long as you treat everybody the way you want to be treated, as long as that woman and man you're living with, you love them in your heart, you ain't got to go through no man's ceremony. So you, you come up with your own stuff that excludes what God protects. And you say, well, if I do this, I'm good. Well, this text says you're not good. Israel wasn't good, so you know a Gentile ain't going to be good. So the chapter begins by disparaging the place of religiosity as expressed in the works of Israel. Chapter 10 is the significance and the power of a trust chapter. Everything is about trusting God. Paul writes that the word that is preached in the word is a word of trust. A trust in God. So he says the word is near you even in your mouth. And that is a word of trust is in your mouth and in your heart. Thus, Paul is trying to let you, and he says the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in the heart. He's trying to let you know your deliverance is in your mouth. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what you believe and cherish in your heart is what's coming out of your mouth. Your deliverance is in your mouth. Think it, but don't say it. You cannot stop a thought from coming through, but you ain't got to say it. Thus Paul writes that if you will confess then with your mouth. <laughs> Come on everybody say deliverance is in your mouth. Salvation is in your mouth. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Listen, unless you say it with your mouth that he's Lord, he cannot become Lord. That's how powerful your mouth is. If you don't put it in your mouth, you can never have it in your life. And the reason you can't put it in your mouth is because it's not in your heart. But if it's truly in your heart, it'll come out of your mouth. You can tell what's in a man's heart by, why, by what he or she talks about the majority of the time. Thus he says, if you confess with your mouth that Yeshua is Lord and trust in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be delivered. Look to your neighbor and say, if I just trust him, Deliverance is on the way. If I just speak it, deliverance is on the way. Say, I've got a new conversation. 
Come on, say I got a new conversation. It's in my mouth. And I just want to tell you this morning. I am delivered. Put it in your mouth. I am set free. I am healed. Y'all don't want to talk to me. I am financially secure. I will go over and not under. Put it in your mouth. Some of you can't say it. And you don't know why you're not excited. It's because it's not in your heart. And if it's not in your heart, you cannot put it in your mouth. But somebody's going through pressure this morning. And they need to know that that pressure ain't going to bust the pipe. And you need to put that word in your mouth. That I'm going over and not under. It's in my mouth. Tell two, three people it's in my mouth. It's in my mouth. My word is not thee. I don't need a prophet to come tell me a word. I don't need some, I don't need a prophet to tell me my word. My word is in my mouth. It's in my mouth. You want to know where my word is? My word is in mine. My word is near me. It's in my mouth and in my heart. It's not what somebody else says. It's what you say out of your heart. You need a word from the Lord? The Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. Why? Because the word was nigh him. In his mouth and in his heart. Y'all sit down. Y'all sit down. Let me finish. says he goes on and says thus with the heart one continues to trust that leads to righteousness which means if your heart is right eventually your life gonna get right <laughs> look to your neighbor and say right now I'm stumbling a little bit come on say sometime I'm downright tripping and on my real bad days, I fall down. But I got a heart for God. And I'm going to keep on speaking God. And eventually I'm not going to stumble. Eventually I'm not going to trip. Eventually I'm not going to fall. Because with the heart, it leads me to righteousness. Somebody say love the Lord Come on say I love the Lord I love the Lord Y'all sit down let me finish here Thus Thus with the heart One continues to trust That leads to righteousness 
I'm trusting God in my shaky times. <laughs> I'm trusting God in my struggling times. And I know that he that begun a good work is able to complete it. I don't look like I ought to look. Everything ain't going the way it ought to go. But I'm not trusting in myself. I'm trusting in the Lord. Oh, I'm sorry. Y'all sit on. I got to go. I'm getting a little bit too excited. Let me. Just lean over and touch somebody and tell them my deliverance is on the way. Ooh, now, now, thus he says, trust that leads to righteousness while the mouth, while the mouth continues to make public acknowledgement and thus continues towards deliverance. The heart will lead me to righteousness. The mouth will lead me to deliverance. <laughs> oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Thus Paul states, everyone who rests his trust on him will not be humiliated. People can look at you like you're a fool because your life ain't what God promised. They can look at you crazy because you don't have what you said God's going to give you. But God said that those who, Paul writes that those whose trust rests in the Lord, you will not be humiliated. Look to your neighbor and say, trusting God will not embarrass you. Don't be afraid to speak it. Because you're afraid, what if it doesn't come to pass? Look to your neighbor and say, those who trust in the Lord will not be humiliated. Thus Paul writes that trust works for both Jews and Gentiles. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. He's rich in his resources. He's got so much to give and offer to those that will trust him. Just call him. Thus trust is the key through breakthrough. Faith in God. Thus I want to leave you with these powerful keys to deliverance and breakthrough. Keys to handling the pressure that Satan puts upon you. One, know God. <laughs> Very simple, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, I know it's not as sophisticated and intelligent and academic as you would have liked it to be, but the first key is just know God. See, see that's what chapter, four, I mean, chapter 10, verse 14 and 15, it says, how can they call upon he they don't know? How can they know without a preacher? And how can he preach except he be sent? So what he's saying that you, in order for you to trust God, you got to know God. You, and, and you can't know God without the preacher. 
Thus he says, how beautiful are the feet of those that preach the gospel. Now I just want you to know, I'm not ringing my own changing. Listen here. But the Bible says that you need me in order to know God. How can you hear about God without a preacher? How can he preach except he be apostolomai? Except he be sent? Except he be launched? That means then your revelation of God is tied into me. And my revelation of God is tied into intimacy with him. So look to your neighbor and say, no God. You better get a preacher that can communicate God to you. Then two, obey God. Verse 16 says, they did not obey God because they did not pay attention. Which means you gonna, that pressure going to bust that pipe. Because you came to church today. The preacher was preaching, trying to teach you about God. And you were on the phone. Instagramming. Emailing. Texting. YouTube search, surfing. You sleeping. And then tomorrow you're going to wake up depressed, crying, and want two, three people to come see you. And can't nobody give you deliverance by coming to see you. The word was not thee. It was in your mouth. But we couldn't put the word in your mouth because you went in hell. You were... You were asleep. I don't understand coming to church with a problem and leaving with a problem. You just could not have been listening or you was just simply in the wrong church. You come in in a frenzy and leave in a frenzy. I don't know how that can. See, you should have got rid of that in the praise. You should have put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness you should have let praise be in your mouth like a two-edged <laughs> you should have oh magnify the lord with me let us exalt before i came out of here you should have had that thing changed let me finish thus number three hearing and believing now faith comes by Akuo by hearing and hearing by the word of God, the ramatos, a specific word from God to you that's a part of the logos. The logos is the word in its entirety. The ramatos is a word out of the entirety strictly to you. That means every time you come to worship, God ought to be speaking to you. See, some of you miss what God has for you because you're too busy talking about who else should have been here. God, you can't get nobody else's word. So, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, which means you hear the word and then you believe what you heard. Now you can't get a breakthrough if you don't if you if you don't believe what you heard, but you can't believe until you hear it. Because faith comes by hearing. 
and then hearing by the word of the Lord. Number three, number four, then it's saying and standing. Now, the word is not the even in thy mouth and in thy heart. If you're going to get a breakthrough, you've got to start saying what you believe. Let me tell you something. Wednesday, we had gotten notice about the termination of the contract of Doggett Industry for the property. Hold on. But Friday, they called us back to, to, and said, Doggett changed their mind and wants to purchase the building. And contractually, since they didn't terminate it by writing, they still can purchase the building. Now, this is an issue of what you believe. And what you believe then becomes an issue of what you say. And then what you say becomes an issue of where you stand. See, you can't get a breakthrough until you hear and believe and say and stand. So I don't care what was said by, by Doggett. I only... I'm only concerned about what God said. My Bible tells me that Jesus went to Mary and Martha's house and Lazarus was already dead. He had his grave clothes on. He had decomposed. He was in the tomb. But Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. If God can bring the composure of Lazarus back together, pull him out of the grave, have him walk out like an, an, and then loose him. God can turn this thing around. The question is not about what Doggett said. The question is what did God say and what do we believe? We're not a discouraged people. We're in the courage people by faith. Thank you for listening to the kingdom teaching of Dr. Dana Carson. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, visit drdanacarson.org forward slash radio and search for the genesis of a breakthrough. If you would like to know more about the kingdom and your faith, we invite you to enroll in the Kingdom Bible University. Check this out. Studying the Bible can be challenging if you don't understand what you're reading. The Ethiopian eunuch admitted that he couldn't understand except someone teach him. As kingdom citizens, we are called to live out God's word in every moment of our lives, but we must understand the word in order to do that. The Kingdom Bible University was created to help believers learn God's word on a practical level and teach you how to live it out in your daily life. KBU desires to help you achieve the kingdom knowledge and empowerment of the Bible that helps you enhance your spiritual life to maximize your potential. Find out more information about KBU by visiting our website, www.kingdombibleuniversity.com. Understand the Bible like never before and experience the power that is within to change your life for God's glory. Learn more about KBU today. Before we end this broadcast, we would like to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ. Please repeat this prayer after me. 
Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you now, acknowledging that I am a sinner and in need of your grace. Save me, Lord. Make me clean. All that I am, all that I have, I give to you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. If you said this prayer, we celebrate with you. And we invite you to join online to further your kingdom journey at therockwoi.com and click on join online. We would love to assist you through your new kingdom life and send you a free copy of Dr. Carson's book, My New Life in the Kingdom. We look forward to connecting with you. Have you ever desired to be a part of making history and accomplishing great things? Dana Carson Kingdom Ministries is making history and through DCKM Partners, we are accomplishing significant ministry opportunities for the kingdom of God. DCKM Ministry spreads the gospel of the kingdom around the world through broadcasts like this. And if you would like to be a part of Touching Lives, partner with DCKM today. Testimonies come in daily of how lives are transformed through the power of the word. When you partner with DCKM, you help receive breakthroughs, miracles, and the transformational word of God. Would you consider becoming a partner? Your monthly love gift and weekly prayers really can make a huge difference. No amount is too small. Visit drdanacarson.org to find out more information on how to become a partner. And we look forward to the impact you can make around the world. That concludes today's broadcast. Thank you for listening to the ministry of Dr. Dana Carson. Until next time, may the kingdom of God rule and reign in your hearts and minds. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be spread across the world as a witness. I'm a witness. Would you go be a witness? And this gospel of the kingdom The preceding broadcast has been brought to you by DCKM Partners, helping people to know God, make Him known to others, and spread the kingdom message around the world. Find out more at drdanacarson.org. DCKM, Dana Carson Kingdom Ministries.